This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Clock is ticking. We are less than two weeks away from the March 5th primaries. And tonight we take a deep dive into San Francisco's Proposition C. It focuses on the city's abandoned office spaces. And according to the latest data, 36% of the city's offices sit empty. Supporters say Prop C would help fill those spaces while creating much-needed housing. And it is all through a one-time tax break. Max Darrow looks at the pros and the cons. Proponents say this will attract investment, help fill vacant spaces, and help build more housing. Opponents of Prop C call this a deceptive measure. They argue this will give tax breaks to those who don't need them, and they don't think it'll result in the kind of housing San Francisco needs. Ice vanilla latte, perfect. Should we do Jeff Wu burrito? owns Il Canto Cafe in downtown San Francisco. Hi there, how you doing? He's had to pivot a lot over the last several years to get enough of a customer base to stay afloat. It's our way to connect with customers, yeah, even though we can't see them. Since the office crowd largely disappeared and hasn't entirely come back. Deliveries are busier. It, it doesn't make up for the foot traffic, though. That's why he likes the sound of Prop C. Right when the pandemic started, one of the first thing I said was, why not convert these to residential apartments? Right now in San Francisco, there's a 6% transfer tax on real estate transactions over $25 million. Proponents of Prop C believe waiving that tax for properties converted from commercial to residential use for the first time will help incentivize developers to convert vacant spaces into housing and therefore bring more people downtown. So far, it sounds pretty good. I mean, we're, we're just a small business here, so for us, it just seems like more foot traffic and it should be pretty helpful. On a walk down California Street with Robbie Silver, the executive director of the Downtown San Francisco Partnership, you can't miss the four lease signs in the windows. Downtown San Francisco is hovering around 35% uh, office vacancy, which, which is not good. He says he will not endorse nor speak out against Prop C. However, he says downtown does need housing and policymakers will need to get creative to make that happen. We have great bones to be able to do that. A mixed use downtown is a vibrant downtown. So what downtown needs as a whole is just an infusion of a uh, residential and housing population. But converting office space into housing isn't a simple task. So you can't just come downtown and wave a magic wand at every um, old or historic building. Um, it has to make sense at the end of the day. It has to make it has to pencil out at the end of the day to be able to convert an office building in, into into residential. That brings us to Justin Dolzel, managing member of Bar Part Time and treasurer of the advocacy group Small Business Forward, not in favor of Prop C. Prop C sounds good in theory. In reality, it's a giveaway to San Franciscans who do not need a giveaway. What they're going to build with that, I'm sure, is more luxury housing, which, again, I just don't think the city needs. He and opponents of Prop C believe waiving the transfer tax will actually get in the way of building more affordable housing. Transfer taxes fund extremely valuable social services. They provide money to affordable housing. Hundreds of millions of dollars have been generated by these transfer taxes. So we think they're very vital. And he takes issue with another piece of the proposition. But if this passes, transfer taxes will no longer be the purview of San Francisco voters. Uh, it would turn that responsibility over to a simple board of supervisors majority. Back downtown. I think we're going to need a little over five minutes. Wu says he has a bit more thinking to do before casting his ballot. But so far, he likes what he hears. 
I think the more people you bring in, the better. It should help out with rents too, to lower rents if there's more uh, availability. A few minutes, okay, thank you. He wants to be a part of downtown's future, but a key ingredient there is consistency, and finding that will continue to take creativity. Mayor London Breed is the lead proponent behind Prop C, who says it's the next step in the effort to revitalize downtown San Francisco. So voters will not be choosing a mayor this time around. That race isn't until November, which may actually be a good thing for Mayor Breed. So the latest poll commissioned by The Chronicle shows her in second place, with only 18 percent of voters ranking her as their first choice. Former Mayor Mark Farrell was in first place with 20 percent. Businessman Daniel Lurie got 16 percent, while Supervisor Asha Safai got 8 percent. 38 percent of voters all still undecided. So earlier today, I talked with Joe Garofoli, senior political writer at The Chronicle. He says this really isn't good for the mayor. We've seen uh, polls in the past about her, but this goes next level, next level trouble for Mayor Breed. And that uh, we have a ranked choice voting system here in San Francisco. And 35% of the people would rank Mayor Breed fourth out of the four people who are running. And that is... Uh, ominous for Mayor Breed. Voters' concerns are crime, homelessness, and the so-called doom loop. That said, Garofoli tells me there is still plenty of time for Breed to turn things around before November. Bay Area Congresswoman Anna Eshoo is retiring after more than 30 years, and voters on the peninsula and South Bay will decide who will take her seat. So tonight, high school students are hosting a congressional forum with the District 16 candidates. There are 11 people in the running, including former San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo, State Assembly Member Evan Lowe, and Santa Clara County Supervisor Joe Simidian. We will have more on the forum on PIX Plus coming up at 9 o'clock. And we certainly have you covered on the major issues on the ballot. Join me tonight at 7.30 on our stream. CBS News Bay Area for our latest edition of Bear Politics. You can find us on the free CBS News app or on Pluto TV. Some other news. A tragic accident in Shasta County today where two children died after falling into a river near the Shasta Dam. A small community of people attending a dirt bike race at Coram Ranch are just reeling from this incident. The children, a boy and a girl, were known to the community. It happened at the ranch campground along Moccasin Creek, and rescue crews, including a dive team, started searching the river at about 9 in the morning. Water was rushing so fast that they had to turn off flows the dam. Around mid-morning, they found the bodies of the children. Multiple federal agencies joined local law enforcement in the investigation, but not much is known. I don't believe it was very far down. It was pretty close to where, you know, they ended up falling down to the river's edge for, for whatever reason that is. So, you know, obviously there will be a, a coroner's investigation. Several roads were shut down for hours during this investigation. All right, AT&T has confirmed to us that it was a technical glitch, not a cyber attack that knocked out service to thousands of customers. Maybe you. From the East Coast to the Bay Area, 74,000 users reported problems. Many saw these SOS messages in their status bar and had to connect to Wi-Fi to text or make a call. AT&T said service was restored by the afternoon. So this all comes as the State Public Utilities Commission held a hearing to consider AT&T's request to drop 
landline coverage in California. The company says it's just too expensive to keep covering the shrinking number of customers who use these landlines. But opponents say it is critical to have a backup system in place during outages like the one today. President Biden is on his way back to Washington, D.C. after a visit in the Bay Area for fundraising events in San Francisco and Los Altos. His last stop before his departure was an event in the Los Altos Hills, where he was also met with a group of local supporters as he entered town. That's our president, and he deserves respect. And I just didn't want him to know that there are a lot of people who support him and appreciate what he's doing for our nation. He also came across some pro-Palestinian supporters. They were waiting for the president outside the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco, where he was staying. Earlier today, he also met with the family of Russia's opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, was found dead in a Russian prison last week. As you state the obvious, he was a man of incredible courage. And it's amazing how his wife and daughter are emulating that. And we're going to be announcing the sanctions against Putin, who is responsible for his death tomorrow. Meanwhile, Navalny's mother announced she received a medical report from the Russian government claiming that he died of, quote, natural causes. Earlier today, a private American spacecraft touched down on the moon for the first time in over 50 years. Odysseus took off just a week ago and will live on the moon for another week conducting experience, experiments and experiences. Odysseus's journey and subsequent ones like it serves as a precursor to NASA's planned Artemis mission, aiming to put humans back on the moon in 2026 or 2027. That is not too far away. Thanks so much for watching us. The news continues at 8 on PIX Plus or 44 Cable 12. We'll see you right back here at 11. Have a great evening.